Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chato. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is rapper, producer, gamer, Trey Mission. I've been a fan of his music for a while now. And for those who know Trey Mission, you know that he's always back and forth between Toronto and the UK. So when I saw he was in Toronto, I had to catch up with him. The last time we chatted in our previous interview was in 2014. So he's been a busy guy as a producer. And Trey got in-depth with me about his history. He's come up growing up in Toronto to discovering grime music and then making a decision to uproot himself and move to the UK and so much more. Trey, mission on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, Trey, mission. That's all I can say, really. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you need to use your computer or your phone and figure it out. It's going to change your life. Trey Mission. Yo, welcome back, Trey Mission, on the Come Up Show, because I interviewed you, was it Canadian Music Week or something like that, at Tattoo, and like, I don't know if you were opening for somebody. Yeah, 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 he was there. That's the one I was telling you about earlier. My homie was there, yeah. Do you you remember what that show was, or no? It was was Isaiah Rashad and myself. Isaiah Rashad and yourself. Santa Robe Show at Tattoo, yeah. Okay, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big show. That was a big show. That, that was, was a big one. That was a big one for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and yeah, man. So that was what, like, I don't know, twenty fourteen or something like that. I would say that probably twenty twenty fourteen at the latest. At the latest. Yeah, could okay. even be thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. And where were you? Like, where were you at that time in in, in your life? Like, where was trade mission at? Was St- Stigmata was out? Stigmata wasn't out. Malmizan was, was out. My Mazan was on, yeah. I premiered the song you just played, Gang. I premiered that that day. I never, it wasn't out or nothing. I just like performed it for the first time that day. That long ago? Yeah. People wow. went crazy and people filmed it. And I ended up put, like putting a montage of it on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. And sh- I don't even, might not even have been, might not have been video on Twitter. When I times. released our in- my interview with you, it was May 2014. Yeah, uh, yeah, May, okay. May 2014, so around that yeah, time. Yeah, because, yeah, Stigmata came out August 2014, mm. so that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. 
And uh, I do remember Stigmata, man. I remember the we had the release thing, whatever. I yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. remember the chicken. Was it Nando's or was Nando's. it something else? Yeah, it was Nando's. <laughs> it was Nando's. Is that crazy? Yeah, uh, it was basically all you can eat in there. It was a pretty sweet set- setup. Yeah, I took home bear that chicken. That was <laughs> no word of a lie. I that the label that paid for, like, or something like that, or was it all like out of your own pocket? Or yo, yeah, Nando's did that on the off oh, the love. Wow. Yeah, facts. Factory, they did that after love. You <laughs> that have that Nando connect, boy. Come on, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So, you know, everyone in there that day, you guys need to pay homage. And you see me, I fed niggas that mm. day, you know, <laughs> yeah. And man. I gave you what you come on, that was amazing chicken as well. That was sick. You know? It was great. That's yeah. why I remember all these years, man. Mm-hmm. I uh, interviewed uh, Francis. Can I swear on this podcast? Yes, you can. It's all oh, uncensored. Okay, okay, it's okay. online. The okay. internet, the podcast. You know, it's I don't know because we're in here this building. You know, I was it like, seems very professional, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bougie, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, okay, yeah, man. Stigmata, man, and that's like, yo, that album. I'm gonna call that an album, a classic, in my opinion. Because I can still come back to it, like and like the way you put together that album, from the sequencing of the tracks. So you even got like, yo, you got Chaos doing his thing on uh, Jessica. Like I'm like, wow, the way he like Chaos was like mm-hmm, one of the Chaos mm-hmm, finest's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, appearance on that song and the whole album. Like, were you proud of that album? Definitely, hundred percent. And like, you see what you just said right there, like chaos too you know that was a big thing of it for me too like you know to have people like that on there like i could have i could like i didn't even just like you know obviously there's the toronto thing there you know like with the respect for people like chaos and socrates and whatnot but that was a musical respect that i was giving them it wasn't that you know what I'm saying? I gave them that respect, put them on there because I felt like I respected what they contributed to my life, mm. being a fan of music, growing up in the city mm. from the age that from I seen them from young, you know? So, yeah. So Ka- was, Chaos had an influence on you because Chaos was like on his yeah, own, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 he ain't yeah. the street rapper or the thug or the typical rap. Mm-hmm. Spe- he was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Well, and that's why probably he had yeah. an influence on me yeah. as well, you know, because even in that, while you say that, right, there's a respect for that side of it that I can feel from him. You could tell that he studied all aspects of the thing, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to know every, you could tell he was he was probably a fan of, a tribe called Quest and Lauren Hill, but also a fan of the Lost Boys and Onyx and all of that. You know what I mean? And every great artist, I feel like there should be no boundaries for them of their influences and where they take it with their own music, you know, like that. So mm. that's the same. That's part of this is the same respect that I felt like I felt from his music and Socrates and Skepta and Jamie and Wiley. And, you know what I mean? Having them on that album was that was just me returning that respect if i have the opportunity that's gonna happen you know what i'm saying so Mm. that was definitely like sick for me like for my checklist you know as an artist that's dope and also what you do is like when you know the the maybe the younger fans who are fans of you who maybe weren't really aware of chaos around for the chaos Mm. when they hear that they're like yo who is this guy yeah 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 exactly and abroad overseas as well you know people that might have never heard you know what I'm saying? Because you, you got the, obviously the UK, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. standing. And then the people as well, as well yeah. in those same places and at home 
that are going to look at me and say, let me give him a chance, mm. you know, because he's on a tune with my man. I rate him already from since he done whatever song, you know, it's like that. So how much how much like work went into that album, man? Like putting that together, how long was that? Like whole a lot. Yeah. But this one that I have, this one I just finished mm-hmm. recently. It's not out yet, but it's completed. Okay. Probably more work went into that. This one's three to four years in the making. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that's how I make music. Anyways, it's gonna be work every time. But it's not work to me because I like it and I love it. You know, so it's like, but it's it's the the effort's gonna be there and the thought power. Mm. What's this one uh, called? The one that the new one that's not hasn't been this released one is yet. Called Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, does it feel like? Cause what? Like when? When was uh, again? It's twenty fourteen. Stigmata was twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like uh, you know you waited a while, or you feel like I'm sure people are asking you, where's the album? Yeah. Right or no? Yeah, people ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get that they probably. Ask, yeah, definitely. But, you know, listen, Trey Mission is a man. He's never been a man to wait, you know? If it has to get done, I'm going to get it done. Mm. Any way I have to do it, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So, and like, I might procrastinate it, but when it gets to the crunch time and I know it's time, like it has to get done, I'm going to do it. So it's like if if it took this long, you know, it took this long because that's how long it takes to make something like this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing. So, yeah, I'm not even scared to wait and take some time and take a break or whatever, because it's for the purpose of that. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Well, it's, it's also not like you've been like uh, inactive because you've been obviously providing a lot of heat. And production to yeah, a lot of artists. Yeah, I've been doing the production. I've been bouncing around doing some joint, you yeah. know, some collaborations and all of that stuff. So, mm. uh, yeah, like you said, I've been keeping active. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that's probably a good thing. That's that's probably the cool thing of you not just being a rapper. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you make production not only for yourself but for others. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's also been gaining you, you followers as well too, right? Like what are some of the recent notable... Uh, you know, placements and, and work that you've done? Well, yeah, I don't I don't really do placements because... You don't like that terminology? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> that right there is like yeah. very assembly line. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. Trey doesn't do that, you know? Okay, what does Trey do? I make music and songs, okay. you know? Like, that's just words, really. At the end of the day, but mm. I'd rather say that, you know? So, but most recent songs and stuff that I've worked, I have things coming as always. And that's the thing with me right now is just that part's not going to stop, you know? But um, some of my favorites and most notable, I did um, a song called Honestly for Chip from the UK. I did a song called Luke Cage for AJ Tracy. From the UK, mm-hmm. um, I did a song called "Hardcore Logo" for for Mercies, mm-hmm. also in the UK, and um, and Mercies like the one who's been getting a lot of like attention, and and his profile has been rising, right? Yeah, all yeah. of them, yeah. all of them. Yeah. You know, well, and especially you know, Chip is like he's been in the in the game doing his thing, you know, and. Uh, like, he was one of the first artists that I knew about from over there. 
you know so and he's like you know chip is like a guy one of those guys where he's been in the game from super young they brought him in super young he had success super young like this guy was going to school with like twenty thousand pound in his backpack because he bounced around to four grime raves over the weekend all throughout london maybe went to bristol came back he's in school up you know what i mean this is 2006 2007 Mm. so there's a history there too that goes back to what i told you about chaos and that as well you know but also you know with the other guys too there's the you know what's current and i like being a part of that too and what's next and whatever so yeah all of that was good because all those people too they're in you know like uh, did I say Big Zoo Blatant Truth no, already? Did I did that as no. well. I did yeah. a couple of joints on his, uh, on both of his projects that he put out, and um, yeah, like it's just like my ears are to the streets, you know. And I know my ears. I also I know what's good when I hear it. Like I actually know what's sick, you know. And so people that know what's sick when they hear me, they know what's sick too. So they, it's just like. All those people I said, like, that's the connection there that happened. We've linked on that. We both get it. You know what I'm saying? Most other people don't get it, but we get it. So, yeah. And the thing with producing is, like, I can achieve that feeling. I get off on that. You know, I like that. Like, when, oh, boom, we hit the nail on, you know what I mean? I love that. So, through producing, I feel like it's easier for me to achieve that feeling. You know? Even with, like, less work, less pressure, but also more opportunity even erase the pressure and the work. There's more opportunity for me to get that feeling for myself. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's like, what, yeah, what do you I mean by that? Like I, that feeling, I feel like, well, obviously as a producer, you're setting the soundscape, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. now I give it to you. Yeah. You just have to, you just have to capture your vibe. What makes you cold? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and what any, everyone likes of you or they don't know they like yet. And we just find something. When you get to that moment, you know, when you send it back or we're in the studio and we're playing it, whatever the case may be, it could be email or whatever, we know, oh, shit, yeah, we have one. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's like, and a lot of those tracks, the same thing. Like, when I heard them, I, I was like, oh, yep, I know what this is. I know what this is saying. You know what I mean? Like, when Chip's album came out, went number 14 on the UK charts, I think, like, first, the lead singles, those were my joints, you know? And we weren't, like, I, I, I couldn't, I can't speak for him, but I wasn't surprised, you know, like that. So it's like, you know when you hit that that target, you know? So mm. producing, like, yeah, it's like, it's. I feel like it's easier for me to achieve that feeling because me as an artist, like, and a rapper and whatever, I'm going to, I have a vibe that's internal, that's, like, beyond my control that I can't help. No matter what kind of music I'm doing, there's a certain feeling that's going to come out because I'm making it, you know? But when I make a beat, there's a million plus people in the world that could hop on this beat and make a good song on it. That's a million plus different ways that this beat could now be made even better. Yeah, you know? and the w- and the way that artists can take it as well, it's subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all have Hear all. something different. All right, yeah. perfect example. Yeah. Dr. Dre made In The Club beat, yeah. right? He said, I can't remember who he gave it to first, but then he played it for 50. Yeah. He said, you should jump on this or whatever. He thought this was going to be the most gangster gun sling in like gangbanger track ever and 50 made in the club and when i listen to it now when i hear dre say that i didn't know he's gonna take it there to the club that's wild to me i hear that beat now and i just hear it's your birthday yeah go sure go yeah go you know yeah so it's like that's a 
perfect example, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, because, yeah, uh, with production, it's it's a blank canvas and you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. There's no limitation in terms of sounds you want to use. But with you as your voice, it's your voice. It's There's a tone mm -hmm. with that. There's It's inherent what's built into that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like what I hear in your voice when I listen to your music is a guy who's been through a lot of stuff. And a guy who... Uh, doesn't have to talk the street stuff, like in terms of like, like shoot him up, bang, bang, but as you can tell, has that element to him. I feel like, you know, you know how artists stunt and they got to prove so hard like they're from the street? With you, I can just hear it. And I was like, wow, that's kind of, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I, that's what I get. And I'm like, I already, I believe him. I believe you without you even having to say too much. I feel there's that quality to you. Well, one thing you could say about my music is like I've never I've never like took it I've never even took it to a point where you have to question you know what I'm saying like what's really good like some people they say so much that you're just like no I have to find out like I have to find out what this guy's next door neighbor thinks of him you know what I'm saying not the guys like 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 say there's like a guy like you know he's been in jail eight times or whatever you know when like guys like, you, you heard about an interview on Doggy Diamond's TV where he has a guy that was in jail with him, some old school guy from New York where they're from, and he says, yeah, I was in there with him, and he was on his stuff, you know? If that guy is, like, spitting, like, the craziest, like, you know, I want to know, like, what his next-door neighbor thinks of him and what, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like... Is that even and, and 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 to me yeah. that is a sign of like there's no like what everything you're saying is probably not true <laughs> you know what I'm saying like because like especially if I feel that way because like I know life's real you know like that so that's the thing of me I always try to keep it realistic and authentic so there's nothing really to like question if like I've never told you that like I'm like the sickest man ever I'm the greasiest man I've never told you that so what is there to like all I've told I've just told you what's real and that's it you know what I'm saying so like that's my thing you know and even though and and on top of that like even though I've been in the ends forever since I was born and my people's them come from the ends and everything same place where I rep now that being said, at the same time, like, I still have to look at those people and see them after. And, you know what I mean? I still I come from a good family and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So you get that. You know what I mean? Like, it just goes back to what I was saying before about those artists. There's a respect thing in there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And even in that, there's a, you can feel when I spit, there's a respect for the next man, what he's been through, his situation, the fact that I don't know any of that or him, the fact that I know life's real. And I expect that same respect from the next man. You hear that in my music, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I, and there's lots of people walking around this earth that don't have that, you know? And that, like, is what throws stuff off key. And that's... They don't what, have what? They don't have that value and the respect for the next man where, you know, some people think, like, like there's a fundamental respect for life. The fact that we're breathing, you know, like that. And some people don't have that. So they will say and do and act anyway. You mm. know what I'm saying? But when you have that fundamental respect, you know what I'm saying? Like you it, it you carry yourself a certain way in a different way, you know? I, I think what you're trying to say is uh if 
yeah, when you have that fundable, fundamental respect for the next man, for people, uh, you have not, no choice but to be authentic and truthful because if you're lying, you're not only lying to other people, but you're lying to yourself as yeah, well. Yeah, right? yeah, right? And, and, and that eventually eats away at you mm-hmm. and it comes manifests in different ways. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. I'd never, I'd never tested it out myself, you know, but I would think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we, well, I don't want to call, like, say, like we see a lot of things happening right now, whether it be mental health and people taking their lives and, and it could be from, that means many different ways, but at the end of the day, it's, um, I, I think, like, well, that's what we're trying to do here on the Come Up Show, as I said to you before, in terms of to tell your honest truth, to share it with them so it resonates with people. And then people who are listening to this, who are going through whatever they're going through, know that they're not alone. Oh, oh, okay, this is how it is. Oh, okay, I can get something from this. And uh, you said your ends, and I think that... Uh, you know, when you hear your music, you talk about the Don Mills bus and you talk on the Danforth line and like, where are you from? <laughs> Trey Mission. Just well, to, just to. Boy, listen. Yeah. All right. Look at the back of my shirt, though. Okay. Wait. The back of the shirt. All right. Then. Nilly. Wait, first, what is this? Tell the people that are just watch, listening and not watching. What is this that I'm wearing? You're wearing, you're wearing a jersey, soccer jersey, Manchester yeah. United. All uh, right, then. And on the back, it says what? Nilly. All right, then. <laughs> so you have both things. Like yeah, on the yeah, shirt, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, <laughs> facts, facts. But yeah, I'm from Don Mills, always been there from forever. You know, I was mm. like, you know, like um, my dad is like, my dad is from Jamaica, my mom is from Trinidad. Okay. My mom came to Canada, boom, straight to Don Mills. She's been there from the jump. You know, 1977, I think she came here with my mm-hmm. grandma. My mm. dad came in the late 80s, early 90s, late 80s, yeah. Um, he was a cataraki man. That was his stomping grounds. You know, I don't know if you know about the cataraki area, but men that know about the cataraki area, they know, especially in the nineties, what was going on over there. You know, and um, but yeah, even from young, from after that, when I was born over there, whatever, I've been in the Don Mills area up and down from since forever. You know, um, and that's just like remained a part of me just like that I couldn't even shake you know as I got older I bounced around a little bit you know that's why you listen to my music and you'll hear obviously the VP that's right there you know like that's just like family for every anyone from Don Mills is affiliated with people from VP wherever it's at you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and for and the people the who don't know like VP Victoria Park yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and the Danforth thing you know that's another one of my stomping grounds you know if you I don't even need to get into that really too tough but if you go there and ask niggas about me they'll tell you like East York or yes main and Danforth all of that you know the okay. guys will tell you about Secord Co-op and Trey in there Eastdale Avenue and these places you know mm. it's that so it, and it's like deep for me from time where I wouldn't be saying it you know so where you yeah. would not be saying no, you wouldn't yeah. even hear about it from me. Yeah. Period. You wouldn't even be able to remember this right now, you know? So all I can say is go there, ask niggas about me, they'll tell you. <laughs> right now, live. Ask about me. Mm. Um, okay. And then where where does uh you know, wouldn't how did the how does a UK connection come about? When did you how did that all happen? You that well ob- really obviously that comes from the music, you know, like um I got into, I always been a f- fan of like all different types of music. 
mm-hmm. and from a from very young I've been very like music oriented. It's always been my favorite thing to do is listen or listen to or make music. Right? And even uh this is from I'm talking two, three years old with a little guitar to six years old with a little keyboard and a tape deck that I could record on to starting to make beats at 11 years old because my uncle is making beats and he shows me how to record in my own track. The first time I've ever recorded myself is me doing it at 12 years old. This has been like a thing from the jump, you know? And when I think about it too, like computers played a big part in it because I had a big uh, interest in computers from very, very small. And I was very always advanced in it from early. So my grasp of that from that early led me to be able to explore what I wanted to musically, mm. you know, I so would like never your, your family had a desktop computer or I had my own computer since probably eight years old, a desktop computer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My own one that just that, Oh, I was the only person on there, you know, that that's was it. My, wow. Yeah. With You're a lucky. Printer. Back then a printer was live. You had the yeah. printer, you're printing Dragon Ball Z and all of that. You're booming. And you your know? parents got it for you as a yeah, school thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. just like an interest that they knew I had it, that, they luckily for me that like my mom and my family understood that it was something positive to nurture, you know, like mm. he likes computers, give him that, you know, that's how it was kind of thing. So that's a, you know, that was, was really key music and books. There yeah. was never like I, w- that was the one thing my mom would always like provide for me. If I wanted a new book or a new music, new music instrument, she would like find a way to help nurture that. An actual interest. instrument. Yeah. And you know, I was taking piano lessons at 10, 11, 12, okay. 13 years old. And On a proper piano or you had like a Casio I had No, I had yeah. a proper Yamaha keyboard. Keyboard, and okay. And then as I got older, I think I must have been maybe 14, 13, my stepdad bought me an actual piano and I had it in my apartment, like in my living room. On the ends, hmm. you know, man used to come to my house and see the piano and say, "What the fuck is that, fam? Are you serious? You have this piano in your house, you know?" So yeah, the music was a serious thing for me. Wow! So you were very lucky. You had a very open-minded mother. Yeah, and my mom was into music, all kind of different music. As a listen, play, like I was as a music a fan. She used to yeah. play guitar and viola, and she, we used to tape all the videos off the mix and. I used to watch like The Wedge and Coast to Coast and bear stuff like that and just like open my mind up, you know? Wow. And then through that interest in all music, I ended up in, with my interest in crime and everything surrounding it. And mm. that started to leak into my own output. I was already recording and producing for other people like by the time i started making grime i'd already produced songs that were had been played on flow 93.5 and stuff for really Lou breeze and stuff like that you know what i'm Lou saying breeze? Like, yeah like and just stuff like you know like um random act which is a group from flemo i put their first song that they ever had on flow i produced that you know and so yeah stuff like that um <laughs> but and that's that's when I'm like 15, 16, you know, mm-hmm. like man would come see me, shout out propane. That man would come see me and give me a thousand dollars when I'm 15. Here, give me a beat. I'll go to school the next day up. No one can tell me nothing, you know, like that. So, yeah, the music thing was already gone. And, and then when I started to that, that started to leak into my own output and I started incorporating that. I saw opportunity to follow it over there. I was like, yep, I'm going. Went over there. 
Wait, rewind. You're 15. That homie propane gives you a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yo, that what did that do for you, bro? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing this for fun. Was that the yeah, first he was, real? Like he was like one of the first. He might have been the second. The first one might have been Johnny One Pop. Ever random act. Shout out Johnny One Pop. You done though? Just freed up. My guy gave me three hundred dollars in fives and tens. My first beat ever. I'm pretty sure that was him. And, and obviously that means the was, world to you. Yeah, I was 15, so yeah. <laughs> the second one was propane, I think, with the with the, with the ten brown boys, you know. And um, yeah, stuff like that. I was like, why would you stop? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, when you like, get that, the motivation it must and be this like. This is yeah. This is keep in mind too. This is like shh. This is like 2000 and if I'm 16, it's two. If I'm 15, it's 2006. I'll say it's 2006, 2007. Mm. So. And I'm t- like, these time I'm in the studio with like Richie Sosa, Mega Man, Wow, Boy Wonder, and they're like you're in. I like- sold a beat to P Rain when I was like 17. Wow, like I I was out here just. Re- so you're the youngest of all of them, probably, or no, or around the same age. Of all those guys I mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was yeah, I was pretty much the youngest. Hmm. There was a couple other men around that was like in my age, you know. But it's a couple of men that was my age and maybe a year older or whatever, you know. But I was the main, I was the only man taking it as serious at the time, you know. So you, yeah, you were getting really serious into, like, obviously interested in grime music that's being influenced So that's in your production. after, that's probably about maybe two years later. But at okay. this time as yeah. well, yeah. I'm already, but by the time it's going into my own music, yeah, it's a few years later. And then through the internet. I would find ways like forums and stuff to find people who like what I'm making mm-hmm. or who I think will like what I'm making and put it in front of them. And I would use those forums and post my music. And I was, What were the forums? Do you remember? Um, uh, one of them, one of them I can't remember, but it was like a, it was like a site that did all dubstep, grime, drum and bass it was just like everything can't remember that one but that was a good one as well and then there was grime forum which was just all grime and grime forum was booming back in the day any like so many grime artists had like pseudonyms on there like certain people the investigators have found out who certain men were you know stuff like that but yeah so those ones i was and then i would a couple blogs over there would post it one day i put up a song and i woke up the next day and had a thousand views and i put it up the night before seen this is like 2010 okay beginning of 2010 or something like that and these times man will tell you anyone that remembers that was around like it was hard to get any type of traction like that on a video coming from toronto yeah well this is kind of early still in the yeah. online now like youtube and whatever the online scope the whole scope of online yes yeah. exactly it was you know what i mean so when i woke up and seen that niggas on in the ends were celebrating like I was gone, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, buddy, waking me up early, calling me like, dog, forward, we're going to buy a bottle of Bambino. <laughs> you know, like that, we're going to drink that. <laughs> like, nine in the morning, I'm not going to school, like, I'm forward in there, you know? So, to to celebrate my thousand views last night, you know? So, shit like that. So, so, I said to myself, okay, boom, I need to forward over there. You know what I'm saying? And long story short, yeah. Ended up over there. One thing led to another. The whole thing just snowballed, you know? I just let... Yeah, man. I'm just like, yo, my whole thing is like, yo, wherever I could do what I like to do, I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Wherever I can make what I like to make and, like, 
I'm going to be there. And other people are making what I like to hear and anything like I'm going to be there. And that and, and, you know, that just happened to be the first wave of that in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I was young, too. Like I was when I first went to London ever, I had to make a decision like to get the rest of my credits or forward over there, you know, when I said, fuck the credits, obviously. And I just... The high school. there, Yeah, you know? So it's like those things. You know? But uh, mom wasn't probably happy about that, though, was she? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. she wasn't upset about it, really. This is all... Like, this has been a, the thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. By this point, it's just like, she never thought it was going to be something else. She knew that I, had, I was capable, but it's not what, you know, it's just like, it's already been my thing. Remember I told you I've been making beats since 11 mm. and recording, like no one's looking at me like, what's this about? You know, like somebody else, maybe that picks it up at the end of high school. They tell their mom, you know, I made a rap song and their mom's looking at them like, you made a what? Let me hear this. That's not the situation where I'm, they, yeah. my uncles, they're rappers. You know what I'm saying? That's like my, the people my mom grew up around with Grew up around and with, and my uncle's friends and all, all of these that that everyone was doing that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. my mom knows Don Milian and she babysits Snow and things like, or, and Jamal oh, McClure okay. and these people grew up in my grandma's house. You know, like that. So like, they're 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 already used to people chasing a dream. You know? Yeah, they've seen it, so they're familiar with that. Which, mm-hmm. which is you're lucky in that mm-hmm. way. Then if it's not like. Okay, wow, Don Milianas' name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> yeah, shout out Alias, man. Come on, Rando, shot. So, when you decide to go to London for the first time, did you go by yourself, or or you went with somebody, or how did that? Because you're like 16, you, you had to if you I had went some, by yourself. Yeah, no, you, you know what? A, I didn't go by a, myself. A I had somebody with me. Yeah. Okay, this is what happened. I went yeah. with somebody, and then. The person that I went with, yeah. they were just cramping my style. You know what I mean? Like, yo, listen, anybody that knows Trey, they'll tell you Trey's a man. He will get up and cut. I will leave. Anything that's going on, it is funky. I'm not feeling this. The situation is going to change. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what the consequences are going to be. I don't care how drastic the change is going to be, how it's going to I don't care. That's not, like, I can't, I, can't fake the, I can't fake it, you know? So the man that I was with, that I was rolling with, he was supposed to be, like, my manager and whatever, and I just wasn't feeling the way he was moving, and I felt like they were trying to control me. And in the midst of that, somebody said to me, yo, why don't you just stay over here? Look, I have a, I have a space for you. Just stay here, and, you know? So I was supposed to go for two weeks. And then I ended up there five months, you know? Wow. Hit the pavement, you know? At, Anybody at would tell 17? You, no. Okay. I was 19. 19, okay. Yeah. You were legal, man. Yeah, legal yeah, yeah, adult, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was legal over there as well, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. Anybody would tell you, like, Trey's a man, he was on the pavement, actually. Actually, you know? And this is around 20... 2011. 2011. 2010, 2011, yeah. Okay. And uh, so you just stayed for five, almost half a year. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Might have been more than five months. I can't, but it was definitely at least that. And what are you doing in those five months? I'm learning the city. I'm learning the culture. Yeah, well, what are the things that you that you already felt familiar to you? Because as people say... Nothing. Nothing felt familiar. Not nothing. even the culture, not even the... It, uh, even if it feels yeah. familiar... yeah. It sounds different, looks different. So it's like, 
it wasn't familiar, but I can I even say that now looking it's more like in retrospect because of how familiar I am with it now. For me to look back and say, Oh, okay, Trey, you weren't familiar like that. You know? Mm. Now I know what familiar is. But at the same time, when I'm over there, I just think, like, if I if I was a billionaire, I would fly, like, 12 of my friends out right now, private. And you would be here. For, I would pay for you to stay here for six months and experience. In the, in, in the UK? Yeah. Why? It's something I feel like people should do, you know? Changed. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's not even necessary. It's not even just London. It's, like, the experience of uprooting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Most of us won't even understand that, but most of our parents done it. You know what I'm saying? And l- even for me, I had the luxury of having th- several things to fall back on. Worse come to worse every time I go over there. And each time I go over there, those luxuries become even more real. You know, I have peoples over there. I have, found, I have family that I have over there that I've found, family that I've not have become my family, mm. things like that. You mean you, know you built a support network? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And more yeah. of a connection and my friend, I have a son over there and everything, you know? So it's like, yeah. So I know what comfortable is now, you know? So, but 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 at the same time, like, yeah, I, w- I would expect everyone to, like, uproot them. I would not expect, but I would I would love to see all my friends go through that experience of uprooting yourself and having to readapt. None of us have ever done that for the most part. You know, guys will move from, like, the West End to, like, Pickering. Yeah. And be like, think that, nah, man, you know, that's not it. Yeah. That's not well, it. Well, it's funny how territorial that we also may, we are as human beings. We're like, yo, no, I'm not going to this other, the other side of the city or north. Yeah, or... I'm not going to go live in Pickering, though. No. Keep it a stack. <laughs> nah. I mean, like, just visiting. I mean, like, think about how people don't leave their even their neighborhood mm, really like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty crazy. They may be from their neighborhood to downtown and back or whatever. Uh, but... You're saying, yeah, you, everybody should experience because I—that's the one thing that's coming up uh, common in my interviews with uh, artists—is the the, uh, the value because of travel. Because so many of us now are going places too. That's the thing compared to before. Yeah, man didn't used to go places from Toronto, you know. So it's like now people are going. So I'm not surprised you say that even. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, but I think you you just you just didn't go there for you know it's like going to LA for a week or just London for a week. Mm-hmm. You literally like uprooted yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's why I said six months. Yeah, I would give them. I would pay. How much do you need to stay here for six months? All mm-hmm. right, boom, it's done. First answer. That's it. You're finished. If you said eight bands, hold this eight bands. So I don't care if Corey said twenty. Yeah, you said eight. Yeah, Chado, So you're taking this. You know what I mean? He's getting yeah. twenty. But yo, yeah. we're doing this. Yeah, you know I mean, and I just want to see you guys experience it. You know, yeah. It's just like, because w- what does it do? What does it do when you have to uproot yourself? Like, uh, like how how does it change your or what are the things that you need to like reset? Because I'm I'm assuming like you know maybe we we may be too comfortable in our own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We may fall into habits. And, Yo, man, yeah. don't know what it's like to stand on a busy street, and you're seeing. 20 to 50 people within your eyesight but couldn't figure out your way back to where you slept last night. That in itself is like a perspective that people need to have, I think, because the world is that big and 50 times bigger, you know? As you're saying, the simple thing of like not like, yeah, where you slept last night, you don't know how to get back there. 
it really so you become you're relying more on your instincts as a human being exactly exactly Exactly. you're really fully awake exactly you have to be you know you have to be like yo trust me i've even my neighborhood in london i've had to make an effort to learn I've had to say to myself on certain days, yo, I had to say to the man, them, yo, listen, don't follow me today. I'm going to walk and find this place on my own because I need, a, I need to have my bearings in this area and I need to know how to walk to Deptford and back on my own. That should, if I live in Lewisham, I should be able to walk to Deptford and back on my own and not get lost. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I should be able to... I, last time I was over there, I remember a man was dropping me home there's an artist named A2 over there. And he said, and he's dropping me back to my crib. And I remember I could direct him from Red Bull Studios back to my house in London. Once we come out the, ta- out the tunnel, I said to him, yeah, go this way. Once you get to the big Tesco's, Tesco's boom, you swing a right, whatever. And I thought about that. I said, wow, sick man. Now I know I could do, go to any city and find those bearings. Five years ago, I wouldn't be able to. You know what I'm saying? That's a skill that you need in life because man can't read a map. Most Man cannot read a map and find where they're going. So you like, and it's just like, you know, understanding the context of you in on the planet, as well. You know what I'm saying? When you go overseas and you really um, check in with the people, and you start to notice similarities, doppelgangers, a guy that you say, "Oh shoot, this guy's just like Chido, the guy that I know back home," and you know what I mean? Yo, fam, I know a man just like you. You know and and you understand your context on the planet and your home, that the, the context of your home on the planet, within the context of your city, but still within the context of the planet, within the context of your country. Still, and it's just, you need to know, bro, man's are a speck on this thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you need to have that awareness. Mm. You know, I think that's good for every person. You know, that's something I want to like pass on to my son or and and just see my son develop too you know like i'm happy right now he's going back and forth a lot seeing canada he's only a year and a half and he's been canada and london and all of you know what i'm saying so it's like stuff like that man you just gotta have an awareness of your context on the planet Mm. and and this all started a decision when you're 17 years old saying i'm going there I'm going I to made London. the decision 18, I would 18, say. 18. Got there at 19. Okay. Yeah. But you just, at that young, you made that decision saying, I'm going to go to London. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. you could have not made that decision. You could have stayed on the block and stayed in the same area and, yeah. and just been in one place. Luckily for me, though, see, like, I'm a man even, like, in, like going back to, like, 7th grade and 8th grade, I was already, like, I understood past the block already you know i'm a man when i was in the seventh and eighth grade i was in a rock band playing keyboards you know mm-hmm. niggas on the ends used to look at me like i was crazy you know what i'm saying and um certain man say to me now yo i remember when you were fam i understand certain you, you know in what a mean? rock they're just band connecting playing keyboards dots. yeah you know they're connecting dots like fam it's really a music thing for you you know were you getting made fun of though by the man them man were making fun of me because like fam i like <laughs> i was it's just, there was nothing else for you to tell me i was weird about you know like that so it was just like yeah there it wasn't that 
it wasn't it wasn't that like sometimes I was already the best rapper as well. That's the thing. So like I was already barring out barring uh, niggas. You know what okay, I mean? I got okay. to grade nine. Yeah. And I niggas knew about me when I got there. Like, yo, you gotta battle this guy. He will tell you. Man are bringing up my battles to this day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like okay. it's like those ones, you know? So you had the respect already as yeah, a rapper. And yeah, then, okay, yeah. now but you have see, the credibility. I'm doing the thing. So, you know what is more yeah. more than anything? You know what's funny when I look back on it now? Like, it was more girls that used to have something to say than anything. It was like The girls that make fun end. of you. Yeah, like okay. you used to say something. You know, I remember like, yeah, like there was a shorty one time she was saying like, I came outside with one shirt. I can't remember what the shirt was. <laughs> and she said to me, what are you like some kind of like rocker now and i was like yo why do i have to like be something to like something you know like that's as simple as you could put it why do i have to be something to like something i don't need to mm. you know what i'm saying and but luckily for me at that point i it couldn't matter what that girl said to me it didn't make me feel a little way like whoa like not even whoa but like uh she's hating on me cuz i yeah. i knew this was coming kind of probably if you yeah. know, it was one of those. But, yeah, my, I was already past that. I was just like, listen, when everyone fucking knows, when everyone tells you, uh, you know, about this guy, you're going to say, I remember when he was wearing this shirt. That's when I knew he was different. All of that, you know, so. So where did the confidence come from, though? Like, you could easily been affected by all that stuff and, like, and and or I, I guess maybe because you're 11 years old, you have a computer, you just spent too much time just building yourself up. Maybe yeah, that's a part yeah. of it, you know. Because yeah. bro, because yeah. I can't say that there wasn't that like 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 I I did kind of feel weird, you know. I knew I, I felt different. I felt weird. I was like, but yo, I felt so like <laughs> like bro, it was so hard to make me feel like waste, like bro, <laughs> like you know, like my mom was young, she used to dress me like cool and shit. Like it was just like it was. I, and she would tell me like my mom would tell me I look good every day and I'm so handsome and your outfit's so cool these wear these shoes these are the shoes that are good and then like I would wear a shoe and I would be like oh like these shoes are waste I remember the first Air Force One my mom like, was like yo wear these there it was like all white with like red check and I thought they were waste I, like, I was like eight and I was like I want these shoes and then I wore them and some youth in like grade eight came to me and was like yo you have these shoes whatever I said oh shoot so it's just like bro I already like I, the the con like I would I don't even want to say confidence because I was still had the insecurities that you have like growing up at that age or whatever but you know what it was too is like more like the love like of it like I just love music so much that you couldn't I already figured out that it doesn't make me weird to like different sounds you know mm. like that I said a tweet on I, on Twitter yesterday or the day before I was like yo I hate when people say how can you support this person after what they said or did and I said. My nigga, I like the way these sounds make my ears feel. That's it. You always looked at these people for more than that. And that's why you'll always be stupid. And I think that that relates to what I'm talking about now. Because I liked the way all those sounds made my ears feel. I liked the way that shirt made me feel when I looked at it, the way it looked. That's all that mattered. I wasn't looking to that to give me an identity. I wasn't looking to that because... It was just a part of life for me already. My mom was so into music and all of those things, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, yeah, that wasn't a factor in it for me, even though I knew it was weird, you know? But I was just like, man, fuck it, man. These sounds are going to make, like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to be in this band. I'm going to make some beat later. And who knows what I'm going to make after. And it's going to make someone's ears feel good times 100,000. Mm. 
who's gonna tell me what then you know i was already at that place with it so and it got same thing when it comes to the grime thing later niggas are looking at me crazy niggas are looking at me crazy fam niggas i was chilling with every day because you're leave, here and they would yeah. say what does this guy think he's gonna do and man i used to make tracks with you're saying this guy thinks he's gonna what make money off of this thing fam i couldn't tell you where the men are right now with music you know like that and it's just like niggas were trying to like diss me for exploring sounds that's it you know sounds and so i was just like i was i already got it man i was like i know who gets it and who doesn't you know and i and i know that if you get it first right people are gonna look at you crazy with anything so mm. Yo, that that was that's key, man. That confidence that you have, and it's gonna obviously you're that like you're like that now. It's gonna carry you forward, right? Yeah, I think a part of it too is knowing that there's also gonna be insecure moments. If you know before they come, you're gonna sometimes feel insecure. It's inevitable. Every human, basic human emotion, you know. When it comes, you can you can like repurpose it as energy for motivation. You know, mm. rather than discouragement or whatever may come with that. You mm. know, is it is security tie? Can it be tied to like, okay, I'm doing this thing is that's weird or different, but the the results are not there yet, or I'm it's not I'm not successful with it yet, right? Because sometimes you could be trying and doing something different that's mm-hmm. left. Yeah, I've been there already. Right, and I've then and already. then on top of that, you're not. I, it could, could take time to be validated in that. Uh-huh. So that could also be tough. The the whatever, the external success metrics or whatever, you know Fam, what I mean? Pay me now or later. You're going to pay me. That's it. And what do you mean by that pay me now Fam, or later? Pay me now or later, but you're going to pay me. It's just like you have to, you know what I'm saying? It might not be me now, it might be the person after. It might be it, it's just like you can't deny it if I was if 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 you can't deny creativity, you can't deny an original thought idea, you can't deny an original concept, an original remix, you know, you can't deny a, an original recipe, combination of ingredients. So if I th- if I think of one now, today, if I give you a wave today and I say, yo, this is going to be the next thing and you run with it. Cool. fam. I'm going to do that again, you know, like that. But guess what? If I do the next one and you do the same thing again and you teeth it and you run with it, cool. One of those times, it could go to seven or eight if I keep at it, right? One day I'm going to get paid for that. And it's not monetary only. This is not money. But one day I'm going to get my granted and deserved respect for whatever input I've given to the world. And again, like not only is it not monetary, but it's not just music. See? By the time, if I'm on the seventh one now, seventh wave I've given you, Chetto and you've ran with it right and a man Corey says yo Harrison you know this new thing that Trey Mission is doing and you remember that old thing Chetto did or said or whatever you know Trey like created that or was the first person to do that or think about it or whatever all right boom now you're paying me done because now that we've caught on to this new one the seventh one right we're going back you know, this is why people talk about back catalog with music and, you know, artists. Look at these artists, they die. And then next thing you know, now their their kids are making the money off of their music after their, you know what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, life, man. That's the whole thing. 
too, you know, with life. Like sometimes people too, they have to be like the sacrifice for the thing. Like, and I don't mean that in the spooky way or anything. I mean like, you know, like um, Michael Jordan, right? I would like assume, yo, who was famous as a ball player before Michael Jordan? Like it was like, it was Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson had to be Magic Johnson for me to rate Michael Jordan the way that I rate him now. If if Ma- if Magic Johnson never happened, I would probably only rate Michael Jordan as much as I rate Magic Johnson. And that mm-hmm. goes for certain youths with LeBron right now. LeBron can only be as ill to them right now because MJ was ill. You know? And that's just like that's the story of life, man. You know? Mm. So it's up to you like if you give up or not. Or if that even matters to you. Yeah. You know? Well, in that same example, do you think T-Pain could be an example of that? Where, you know, obviously there's people way before T-Pain who did autotune. But T-Pain was do- going crazy with autotune and everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. we wanted this to die. And now, obviously, autotune is like how many, everybody's doing it, right? Uh, and and T-Pain is still trying to make a comeback where... Well, I like that example, and I'll tell yeah. you why I like that example. Yeah. Because T-Pain is up. T-Pain is not future right now. But yeah. T-Pain is rich. If yeah. he's not, it's because of fucked up decisions. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to assume. Yeah. He showed me nothing to assume otherwise. I'm going to yeah. assume he's up. Yeah. His wife and his youth, them are taken care of and all of that. And yeah. we're saying this right now. So, mm. you know? And I bet you if you ask future right now, I'll tell you rates T-Pain. You know, or anyone else that uses the auto you know? And then um, T-Pain, his first single, didn't have auto-tune. Fun fact. So, uh, I'm Sprung? Yeah, he's a good singer. He's actually a good singer. Have you ever seen him sing the national anthem? Uh, I saw the Tiny Desk One performance. No, no, I was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to see him sing the national anthem. He was yeah, at yeah, like yeah. a baseball game, was it? Yeah, people say, it was a yeah, baseball yeah. game. Yeah, he, he shanked it. He can actually actually sing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But see me as a man that makes music, I could hear that in his music. I know how autotune works. There's a big difference when you listen between someone who can sing using autotune and someone who can't sing at all. There is a very big difference. And T-Pain will be the first one to tell you that. That was one of the first things he said when everyone started abusing autotune. He was like, yo, this is like any other instrument. That you need to know how to use. And even, fuck instrument. This is like any other studio, Pro Tools, or whatever, plugin. If you don't know how to use it, it's not going to get the desired effect. All down to delay. Delay is essentially an echo. And if you don't know how to use delay and set it to 25% or whatever to get the quarter notes repeated on beat like you need it, it's not going to get the effect that you heard in the Trey Mission track that you like. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's like anything else. Mm. Hmm. You know? You did talk about one of your tweets, and one of your tweets was people use the word scene and industry very loosely. They do. Trey doesn't. Well, what is the difference for people? A scene is like the actual culture um, that's happening regardless whether the industry is paying attention or not. The industry is the, mm-hmm. the, the one that's coming to monetize but a or scene- pimp it out. Or, see, with the yeah, scene, there yeah. has to be some aspect of brick and mortar there for me. Okay. Right? We need to, these people who say they're in the scene, they need to be congregating and collectively creating, collectively showcasing their creations. So that's what I mean. Like, so, like you know, if I make, if I decide, like, you, 
and it, it sounds like a critique of something that people are doing, but it's more a critique of things that people are not doing that I think if they did, it would be better for them. And I think if they, if we tried to make more scenes, we would have a better success rate in the industry. Well, let, let's like, let's talk about like actual examples and whatever. Let's talk about Toronto because I know you go back and forth. You, some, uh, I think when you're in the UK, maybe you could see Toronto from a distance and kind of be outside of it. I don't know. I'm assuming mm. not being here or how often you're here or not. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, you know, uh, post Drake, uh, a lot of artists, a lot of things are continuing to happen. Uh, so, why don't you use this example, seeing an industry to Toronto? itself because people say there is no industry here mm -hmm. there is no industry in specifically in i think there's more industry than scene okay you know and i mm. think that that's the problem really okay you know like there's more it, industry than scene yo this is probably yeah yeah I, it's like yo it's a small place we know that you know i feel like there could be a lot more positive collaboration and also f more a little bit more free of all the inhibitions that we have you know i feel like people believe there's a i feel people believe and subscribe to an image or like uh they subscribe to an image i don't even want to say a sound cuz i wouldn't even say a sound but like a a vibe that they need to contribute to and they think that that is going to get them and then it creates the illusion of a scene right but then like is everyone coming together trying to make the next hardest everyone that proclaims to be in that scene obviously not every single person is going to come together with each other but i just feel like there's, there's not much of that happening there's not many spaces for us to come together there's not like many like yo listen there was like for example 2016 sh listen you go to visions in london and you will see everyone I'm telling you this for a fact you'll see everyone What's all visions? the artists it was a club in london it was a little hole in the wall this place nothing made this park place good except for who goes there and the who plays there you know and you go in there any given night you don't know who you're going to see in there and i'm not even talking like you know, they have, like, a supper club in L.A. It's not, like, that kind of thing. It's, like, yo, you might go in there and you might, like, see Trey Mission in there, AJ Tracy, Murky Ace, Capo Lee. You might go there tomorrow. You might go there next week. Those same niggas might be there. Skepta might be there and brought ASAP Rocky tonight. It's, like, it's just not a lot of that going on. Not a lot of sharing. Not a lot of congregating. And I, I know why. I get why. Because, yo, contrary to popular belief, bro, listen, this place is realer than a lot of places. And when I say realer, I mean, like, yo, we're actually, like, real life affects us more than a lot of places. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like yo, real life affects so much songs from happening or not happening in this city and, and things like that. You know, so much link-ups from happening, whereas compared to other places, it's a little bit bigger and you can kind of like give, like let a lot of stuff slide and politics don't play a part. But like, yo, all of this stuff is like so crazy connected to... Well, like, yo, so many times... In, just overall, man, just overall, it's like, it's like a crazy... Um, 
we don't have the same disconnect between the art, business, personal, streets, and social. You know? It's all connected. It's, it's all, all intertwined. intertwined. And that is, can be the catalyst and ingredients for something amazing. You know? But until it's that, it's going to be just volatile, like, not even a volcano, because a volcano is going to explode negatively, you know? And I don't think that that's the end result of all of this. But it's just like, you know, it's just the rest of the world, I don't think they get it, man. I don't think they would, they, they can understand it and get it and get it from outside, you know? Even like, you know, in London and when I go to L.A. and stuff, I try to explain it to some people and like, they'll never get it, you know? They'll never get it. There's certain people that I've like come across that like their dad knows my dad properly. And we've never met before, and our dads have both been deported to Jamaica, you know? And, like, it's just, like, and just little things like that, you know? Even, like, my boy right here, there's, like, I've known him for a time, and there's things that we find out every, all the time, it was, like, that make us connected, you know what I'm saying? And if we sat here and tried to do the same thing, we would be able to figure things out in a second, you know? So it's, like, I feel like that should, that can help the scene, or help their make a scene. But right, we haven't figured it out yet. So I'm just waiting for us to figure that out and for it to become a what a scene can and should be. And from there, what we're going to see too is like crazy sounds coming out of that. You know? Crazy sounds, crazy new flows, vibes, artists, art, visual art people that do film and we already have that but you're gonna see it everyone really like you're gonna see everyone exploiting their own potential you know mm. so just I, i'm trying to like summarize what you just said and i'm trying to crystallize it and get it in, in case it's not clear for our listeners as well too so you said like real life really like uh this is my thing my whole point yeah. of it is this yeah everybody just like come together and create and make more and just mm. do it because if me if I make something and you some you make something those are those things right you've made one thing I've made one thing they exist if we take them and combine them that's automatically a new thing so now there was that one thing and that second thing but now there's the third thing we just keep doing that you know mm. what I mean do that as much as possible okay I get it I, 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 I think why that's happening or part of the reason why that's happening is because everybody's trying to make it or everybody's trying to get out everybody's trying to like you know you know if we're in the ocean and we're swimming everybody's trying to get to the shore and like get as fast as possible to the shore listen because in London, they're afraid of drowning in London yeah they churn out a new scene every two years Every two years, a new genre is created in London. This is a fact. You know what I'm saying? Why can't we do the same thing? You know? And, and it doesn't need to be a new genre every time, but, like, let's just be on job like that. You know what I'm saying? The, our innovation, like, rate would, like, rapidly increase if we just collaborate and work together more mm -hmm. often. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And have confidence in the culture of Toronto. Properly. That's another key, yeah. You know, have That's confidence thing, yeah. in how we sound, who we are, how we yeah. look. It's not always a joke. It can be a joke, and that's funny. Not always a joke, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's something to be proud of and, again, to exploit within yourself, you know? Extract that from yourself and make something for other people to digest. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. that's why when people, you know, when Drake started using patois and like, you know, slang, and they're like, "What is like the America, the rest of the world?" It's like, "What is this? What is, what is this guy trying to be fake, faking or whatever?" And then people are saying, like, obviously he's from Toronto yeah. and has friends and like that talk like that or part of the culture, and he couldn't come out like this and on his first album. On his first, yeah, yeah. They yeah. wouldn't take him seriously. Yeah, yeah, trust me, I've had that conversation with man in London where I'm like, yo. Yeah. You man, like yo, you'll understand how real the game is if you watch that change in in Drake. You know what I'm saying? Because common sense would tell you, even from the outside looking in of Toronto, common sense would tell you that that must have been in him already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. if you you'll know how real the game is yeah. when you watch that and you understand that to get the success first, he had to he couldn't have given them that off the rip. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then once they gave, once he had their the the success, and he was in a position where there was very little he could do wrong. Then he and you see the reaction differently from compared to when maybe the, the Toronto track would get premiered on 106 in Park or something. They were probably hating like, "What is this?" You know what I'm saying. But once there was the and it's just like it's sad in a way that like he had to do that. You know what I'm saying. But. Anybody that was smart would have known that that's what you had to do at the, you know especially at that time before he even before he broke down that like bias mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying bro listen how about this I said this to a man the other day and he was like whoa I forgot about that you know back in the day it used to be a negative thing when someone would say it sounds like it's from Toronto you remember that right when people would say yeah this is good. But I can tell they're from Toronto or Canadian. It sounds Canadian. You know what I mean. That I kind of get a little bit more. Oh, okay. Is that, that even more of a diss? Because like more of a diss. Because w- we have the sauce here. You know, it's like. <laughs> the, sh- I was talking to, to somebody about this when it's like when it's a Canadian TV show back in the day. You could tell the production level when you could watch. You How about this? Goosebumps <laughs> is Canadian. Oh, true. So could you? Man, I was a kid. I didn't know, but. I enjoyed Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark for sure. You go abroad <laughs> right now, everyone grew up on that show. Yeah. You know? So that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. There's like, it's almost a false stigma attached to it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's familiar to you. That makes it whack. You know, that's how I feel about that whole attitude. Yeah. That the city used to have. Like, it sounds like it's from Toronto, but it's good. Like, why is that bothering you if you're from Toronto? That's hating. That's like hating on like a supreme level, you know? Like, Wow. We felt inferior to our big brother, mm-hmm. the United States. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another practical example is back in the day when we had a Caravana. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, men from American here are events. using the American yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. I even heard they would rent cars. They would go to Buffalo, rent an American car or because it has New York plates what? and drive it down is the it? young line. <laughs> wow. And to, like, yes. show that they're American. Hey, big up them man. <laughs> them man were on job. That is crazy. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know about that. that you know what I mean? Uh, and 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 now when and, was that? And well, when was that going in? Ooh, you know a man that did that? Actually, that's your dogs. Oh uh, no, not my dogs. I I was hearing. I was here. I've, I've heard of this stuff. You know what I mean? I've heard of people doing stuff like that. They're just taking it to that extreme, <laughs> extreme enough. level. Uh, but now, but now, well, I just met a couple of weeks ago a guy from Paris who moved here. He's an he artist. Wants to be in this thing. Exactly. I've heard about that is the craziest shit to me. Yeah. I know pe- I've bucked people like that. They're like, I, I want to, I saw something. That shit blows my mind. Because growing up for me, like in this city, dog, it was like Toronto to me in my mind was like a little speck on the map. 
yeah. just d- didn't exist to anyone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I didn't expect anyone in the world to know where Toronto was. And it, yeah, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. But yeah. kind of like, I'm kind of just like, dog, Paris is lit, fam. Follow <laughs> back over there and do your thing. Like, it's hard enough for man to hear you come with your French swag. You know what I mean? Your extra art knowledge from the Louvre. Like, you don't need that, bro. <laughs> you're speaking French. You're going to take the girls too, bro. Yeah, you know? Come on, man. That's funny, man. That man uh, are doing up. Voulez-vous coucher? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so Trade Mission, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming through, man. So this is, what's next? This album? Is that what it is? And like, I know the Stigmata, you released that on a label, is that like you're independent now or is that a one-time thing or what's see my thing now really yeah. with like i just try to talk about my music only when it comes to the music you know so okay like i so it's not like a question that's like crazy right mm-hmm. but um and it's not like i would i'm saying i would never release anything on a label again yeah but i feel like it should be separated from the music and when I talk about the music and like a man was even saying to me the other day a man wasn't saying to me sorry Joe Budden was saying on his podcast he was like um, he was like yo 50 was the first man to like bring up the numbers and like his business setup and like brag about that you know that wasn't used to be a thing so yeah I just like listen man the album's gonna come out it's called Orphan Black. It's fire. It's X-rated. It's not for your kids, but you should play it for them so that they grow up to be real. And it's coming soon. There's going to be a video for almost every track if I have anything to do with it, which I will. And, yeah. Don Mills, what up? You're you're happy with the, <laughs> with the evolution on this album and what it's, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very happy. Very happy. But you know what? If you listen to me from Quay, you'll know, like... Every time that's what could happen, like every time I come out, I'm trying to go harder, trying to do something different, still trying to give you what you like. Because, you know, what most people like from me is what I like from me, you know, and even at the base of it. But, you know, I try to just keep, I, I, I don't want to like do a 180, but I want to evolve what I've already done, you know? So I want, and I want the listener to grow with me. And then new listeners now too to be able to yeah well you know. I th- I think is is this album I think would is from a from my perspective is pretty important mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. the you, journey where I'm at in there now yeah, yeah like to really solidify like you know yes you're an artist a producer the the people are somewhat familiar are familiar but now like this can take it to the next thing now right I can already see all your friends from the UK or the rappers, artists tweeting it and getting out there who have an increased profile. And this could be the one that really gets you, you know, to, to that level. Yeah, my whole thing is yeah. like, I've always been sporadic. And it's not even just sporadic, but it's I take my time with the music. Yeah. And I've had to figure out a, a program where I can take my time and still give you lots of content right and still the same quality because i'm taking my time so from my with this album i want to start a new chapter and the chapter is like the never-ending book you know first chapter of the never-ending book because i don't want to stop after as soon as like 
I start going. I don't want to stop. I don't, and, and not just like, oh, I feel like I need to put shit out all the time because these men are putting out two tracks every month or whatever. Not even that, but just that's how I feel. Like right now, I'm dying for everyone to hear this. I don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life. Oh, I can't deal with that stress. You know, so I'm just trying to just have it coming out. The way the thing's set up right now, too, it's set up for you to be putting things out at rapid at a rapid pace, you know? So that's, yeah. And I think that, you know, anyone who's a fan of me already or a new fan that's going to come, they're going to be happy with that. Hmm. You know, that that's going to be the thing. But it is it, that there's not going to be an absent-minded decay in quality. You know what I'm saying? You chose your words carefully right there. Absent-minded decay in quality. If you're making... A lot fast of anything that's gonna happen, you know. That's what they say with restaurants. Any restaurant you go to, if like if the food's coming quick, you know, say that. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. apply it to the sounds as well. The sounds that I like, the way that they make my ears feel. Yeah. Anything else that you want to say to the people, Trey Mission? Anybody listening? Yeah. Nah, I want to say big up to my son. He's gonna hear this later on. In his life, you know, like that. He's a year and six months. He's going to be credited on every album that I ever make, no matter what he does. So, yeah. yeah. Unlike I want to say big up to my son, Mishael, when he hears this. The, on a DJ yeah, Khaled man. tip, put a sh- like him putting Assad on his all his stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he's going to do things. Yeah. You know? So. That's funny. Yeah, because that's one thing we didn't talk about now, having, you know, being a father. Uh, you think? Are you thinking about legacy? Or like what you're going to leave behind? Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah. Sometimes I look at my son and I just think to myself, wow, your godfather is Murky Ace, big, big grime MC. Like, that's nuts. Like, when you go to school and you tell people that, you know what I mean? That's already going to be, that's, you know what I mean? My dad's Trey Mission and that's why, my guess what, my God, you know, like that. Just everything is going to, and I think about that now and I think about, like, when he, yo, you know it's crazy, he's going to listen. He might think I'm washed. Like, he might listen and be like, oh, this, he's doing this old stuff. You know what I'm saying? With these 808s, bro. It's like, you know? So, yeah. I think about that, and I'm kind of excited to be washed, like, in my son's eyes. And to and for him to be, like, smarter than me, cooler than me, and everything, you know? So, yeah. You know, I think about everything I do with music. And then, again, that's why I'm bigging him up now, up to this. It's like a time capsule, you know? He's going to be able to find all of this easy mm. and hear it and listen back, you know? So History. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Trey Mission, for coming through the Come Up Show, my G. It's been a minute. You already know. Yo, what did you guys think of my conversation with Trey Mission on the Come Up Show podcast? If this is your first time tuning in, we do this each and every Wednesday. Check out the previous catalog over 100 episodes deep. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Music, SoundCloud. Search the Come Up Show podcast. And please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. My name is Charoya. See you next Wednesday. Peace.